Welcome to Talking Wyndham, your weekly insight into the people who make our city surprising, fascinating, vibrant and interesting. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page. Hi, welcome to episode 20 of Talking Wyndham with thanks to the Werribee Learning Centre, a proud partnership between Deakin University and the Gordon TAFE, and of course the Committee for Wyndham. My name's Kevin Hillier. And in this particular edition of the Talking Wyndham podcast, we're going to get behind the scenes of the Werribee Learning Centre rather than me prattle on about it. We're going to get two men who know all about it, and they certainly won't prattle on about it. The names are Joe Ormino, who's the acting CEO of the Gordon, and Michael Mangos, who's the Director of Community Relations and Stakeholder Partnerships at Deakin University. And that, of course, is what the Werribee Learning Centre is all about, a, pa- a partnership between Deakin University and Gordon TAFE. So let's get to the two gentlemen concerned and uh, have a chat about what that's all about and a few other bits and pieces about uh, some uh, learning and uh, some of the developments that are going on around the city of Wyndham. Joe and Michael, thank you for joining me for uh, for Talking Wyndham. Let's um, let's start by talking about uh, what, uh, what it is you do and uh, what your position uh, is. Michael, you go first. Well, uh, thanks, Kevin. I look after uh, stakeholder partnerships and community relations for Deakin University. We've got uh, campuses, uh, uh, four separate campuses around uh, Victoria, one at uh, Burwood, two in Geelong, um, and one down in uh, in Warrnambool. We've got uh, over 61,000 students all up at all our wow. campuses. Um, we also have a, a learning centre um, in uh, in Wyndham, in uh in Bridge Street in uh, in Richmond, uh, so yeah, our uh, Deacon likes to be uh, part of the community. Um, we we think it's very important for a, uh, a higher education facility to um, to yeah, involve itself um, in the community in which it has campuses yep. um, and has a learning centre. So we like to play an active part um, in uh, in that. Joe. Fantastic, and look, we're, we're similar. We have um, we have 130 year history in in Geelong, and and probably a 15 year history in uh, in Wyndham. So we have our major campuses, I guess, in in the Geelong region. We have uh, three campuses in uh, in Wyndham itself, and about to open a new one um, in July. So um, Wyndham, exactly the same. We we've been deeply involved with the communities that we operate in. So Colac's one of those as well, and and we we believe that we can support the community to. Choose its objectives around, um, you know, having the skill sets for, for industry and, and people living in that community um, to, to better themselves and, and get those job outcomes that they're looking for. And we do a bit, of, we do partner up with Deakin in the Learning Centre and we have uh, pathways um, set up with Deakin um, so that our students, if if their choice is initially to go to VET um, and they decide that they could expand on that, they can pathway into Deakin and that partnership is really valuable for us and that partnership's taken through to, to, to Wyndham as well. So from the outside, people might think you're competitors, but you're actually, you're not. No, 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 I think no not at all. We're playing completely different uh, fields, I guess, in yep. terms of us in the vet space and obviously Deacon in more the higher ed, And uh, but it actually works in terms of linking the two organisations to give people the opportunity to continue their studies or start it at, at higher ed if that's what they choose to do, but they've got a pathway from us or, or Deacon. 
So and, how did and, that, and we're essentially, um, it's no surprise for the Gordon and for Deakin to be together because uh, back in the early 70s, um, the Gordon actually had the teacher's college and the mechanical um, uh, that's right. uh, the trade school, mm-hmm. oh, um, okay. and then that's uh, that was the forerunner for Deakin University in Geelong. So the Teachers College split, um, essentially became a university. It was Kim Beasley Senior who opened it in, oh, okay. in the early seventies, um, and then the mechanical and, and trade school stayed. So uh, absolutely no surprise for uh, Deakin and Gordon. So how did together. how did the learning centre that we know of in Wyndham how did how did that kind of come about? So that's a good question. I think from from the Gordon's perspective, we were looking uh, at a natural progression to to Wyndham and the west of Melbourne. We had already been delivering out of various facilities um, uh, in Wyndham ourselves, um, and a partner. I guess a discussion between our then CEO Lisa Lyon and and Jane Den Hollander opened up the um, the opportunity for both um, organisations to partner up in Wyndham. There was already, I think, a sense from from Deakin they wanted to move into that space, and um, so. So from our perspective, it was just a, a match made in heaven, really, for us to continue that relationship from Geelong and to carry that to the Wyndham community. And for us, we've got 1,500 uh, students who live in Wyndham. Yep. So it made sense for us to have a presence in Wyndham. We've got about 300-odd students who study in the cloud. Um, the cloud's our second biggest campus. Yep. So it made sense for us to have a facility, um, a, a learning centre for our you know, people in Wyndham, uh, our students in Wyndham, to be able to get together um, and have a, a study centre there. Um, and it made sense for them in terms of, yeah, uh, as they travel to Geelong for if they're going to lectures. So what's the, the future expansion of that particular learning centre in, in the Wyndham area? Is that something that you both looked at and talked about? Oh, look, I think there's opportunity for us to talk to talk further about that. Certainly the Gordon's increasing its um, its footprint in, in, in Wyndham and we're doing that. We've got, as I mentioned earlier, a facility that's opening up in, in July um, and a lot of that's on the back of the free TAFE courses that um, you know the government has as a, as a policy um, initiative. So from our perspective, we're, we're, we're certainly uh, keen to explore that um, in greater depth. I think there's, um, you know, with Ian Martin coming on board as well, um, he's a huge supporter from what I understand and I have met him um, in terms of the vet space and us working together um, collaboratively. So I think there's an opportunity for potentially to expand that. Now that might be physical or it might be virtual as well. You know, nowadays you don't have to have yeah. a physical presence. So, yeah. yeah. And, and we've got a close relationship with the city of Wyndham in terms of being you know, actively involved in renovation, actively involved in the uh, learning festival. Joe's one hundred percent right. You don't have to physically be there. Um, it's it's a matter of yeah you know, making your presence available yeah. uh, to the community, and that's what we do. Yeah. The just for the uninitiated who don't understand the differences in you mentioned the vet space and the others. What is the distinct difference there? That so so for us it's um it's uh, I guess the vet space um, focuses on uh, certificates and and diploma level um, qualifications. Yep. Um, whereas the higher ed obviously uh, focuses on um, I guess on degrees and and graduate programs and a whole raft. And I, I know Michael's a better place than me to talk on that. But from our perspective, it's our our courses are probably a bit more hands on in terms of you know when talking about trades and things yep. like that. Yep. Um, but they they open up opportunities um, in the job market, which then allows them if they want to continue to hire. Read to to, to exp- uh, explore that opportunity. Okay, where ours are degrees in uh, in higher education and beyond in terms of yeah arts and education, uh, business and law, 
health, uh, medicine, uh, science, engineering, and the built environment, architecture, sustainability, etc. So um, the, the relationship with the Gordon essentially allows for, and I think this year we've got 90, just over 90 students who had studied at the Gordon who are now studying with Deakin. Oh, okay. So you can do... That's your, a big conversion, right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah so absolutely. you can do your certificate diploma with the Gordon and then come onto a pathway with into Deakin, okay. um, which is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it, it's, it is an attractive point for us as, as a TAFE that um, there is that option there. So uh, without going through all these courses, but you can see there's a number of courses yeah. on these two pages that we've either got guaranteed pathways or or pathways into, into Deakin. So. Is it almost the modern version of the old style of what we used to have 20 sort of years ago when, you know, these two things were sort of housed together, now they're back being housed together? Um, look, from, from my perspective, there are dual sector, what we call dual sector um, universities where they already have a, a vet um, a vet component to their to the organisation. So, um, you know, Swinburne and organisations like that um, okay. have have that dual sector approach. Um, but you don't have to be housed together to still get the same outcome. And I think that's the that's the point of difference for, for Deakin and, and for the Gordon that we don't have to be under the one umbrella, but we're still achieving the same things, if not better. From an outcomes perspective, for our for our cohorts, couldn't agree more. And yeah. and critical like areas like nursing, where yeah. um, if they if, if a student wants to start at the TAFE sector and then move into the um, higher education sector, there's a pathway for them to do it. So, yeah. no, Joe's hundred percent right. Uh, so, what do your eighteen and nineteen year old coming of seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen year old coming out of uh, out of high school? So, where 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 are they sort of heading? Where where are they making their decisions based on where they go in terms of the the course how they choose yeah. their courses or so I'm look I'm sure Deacon's the same but we're actively involved with all the, the schools in our community in terms of um, uh, you know uh, I guess presenting the career pathways that are available to them yep. whether it's a vet course whether it's um, you know higher ed or, or higher ed via via vet course we're out there constantly trying to educate the students and families to, to make the right decisions about their careers there are two options not just the one or the other there are two options and to get the same result and not that I want to talk about myself but I'm, I'll go back 30 years and those options were there I, I start, started at the Gordon um, and did a uh, what was back then an associate diploma in accounting and ended up at Deakin so pathway into Deakin got, right, okay. got some credits and got a degree um, in commerce from Deakin University so it's it's not from our from my perspective it's not a new concept it's just I guess a bit more formalised than it was probably 30 years ago when I did it and, <laughs> and, and I'm exactly the same in terms of 30 years ago it was probably just by based on what your HSC score yeah, was yeah, back yeah. then, yeah. Um, where now, and Joe's, uh, Joe's 100% right, um, our marketing people are getting into the schools a lot earlier into years nine and 10 in terms of helping the careers teachers and helping the families in terms of, okay, what path does little Johnny want to take at that point? And it may be uh, a trade, um, it may be higher education. Um, I think you know, exactly, yeah. we're both of the same. Trade was a dirty word for a while, wasn't it? There was a, well, there was an era. There, there was a sort of, a, I guess, a decade where, oh no, <laughs> you don't do trade. Everyone has to go oh. and get a degree and do all that stuff. Yeah, look, it's 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 not. It's certainly from a career perspective. Um, you know, the, the salaries. If we talk about salaries that that tradies can earn, and we all know when we we, uh, we have one visiting house, visiting yeah. home, the cost. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's very comparable in some instances 
more than 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 a, than a degree. But you know, it is a four year um, a process to get your apprenticeship. Yep. Um, some take even longer. So if you look at plumbing, for example, um, they might be a four year apprenticeship, but to get all their licences, it could take them up to seven years. So it's not just. So they you could probably argue they deserve to get you know reasonably high salaries like um, their counterparts. So yeah. Um, yeah, it is. It depends on on each course. Are most yeah. trades normally four years? Uh, they're that... generally three three okay. years, but some will take you know some are more, some are less. It just depends on on what the trade is. Yeah. But what currently, the... with yeah. you know, the skill shortage that we have, yes, um, with the, the the major infrastructure projects that are going around Melbourne, yeah. um, it's not a, if it was a dirty word once, yeah, it's not a dirty yeah. word now. No, yeah. um, and, it's and, a, it's a real career choice. Yeah. it really is a career choice. Is that part of when you go into year? Nine and ten, and talk to the students there. Is that the sort of stuff that they're being uh, that they're being told about? Is that there is this big gap in the marketplace that will still be there in four or five years' time when you when you decide to make these decisions? It's really a matter of listening to the student and to the and to the family, um, yeah. and and getting a sense from them. Um, as I said earlier, um, I'd say that Joe and I were probably. You know, dictated by our you know, HSE scores, yeah. um, where now there's a whole flurry of different education paths that students can take. So it's really a matter of listening to the students and, and hearing them and saying, well, yeah, I'm good with my hands, I want to do a trade, or I'm keen to go into university straight up. Um, it ends up being with the amount of flipping around um, that students do these days. Um, yeah, I've got two at home and one that went to university but now wants to be a tradie. So, okay. um, mm. so it's it's not as constrained as it probably no. was when Joe and I went through high school. Exactly. So it's a, it, you know, it comes down to, certainly from a VET perspective, they, uh, students, prospective students have to be assessed in terms of their numeracy and literacy, make sure that the course that they're applying for, they've actually got the capacity to, to complete and complete yep. successfully. Yep. Um, if they're not quite at the level that we expect them to be, then we, we do offer alternatives and supports for them to, to get themselves up to a level, a level so that they can aspire to complete the, the course that they want and, and the career that they want. So, uh, But yeah, there's there's plenty of opportunities. We're not constrained, I guess, um, in terms of um, you know scores as, as potentially in the past. So like that's, that's scores yeah, yeah. yeah, so they've got, there are, I mean, again, Michael can speak better than me on these, but there are scores, but they're probably not, it would be fair to say they're not as high as they used to be, which opens the, opens the door for people who do want to do a higher ed degree to have access no, to that. that. Everyone that's should right. have the and, opportunity. And what the what the learning centre does yep. for you know, the people within the city of Wyndham um, and students uh, at both the Gordon and Deakin is it gives them a safe environment where they can come and get together. Um, yeah, free um, internet. Um, yeah, they got teleconferencing facilities. Yep. It's a great centre mm. in, in Bridge Street. So um, it, it gives them, uh, and with the amount of um, cloud students, students who are studying online, um, it's a wonderful opportunity uh, in terms of after hours as well to be able to get together with other students who are online um, and and get together and have study groups. So, so the physical learning centre in in, uh, in in the city of Wyndham. Uh, when does it operate? Uh, so if you're involved in it and you you get into it, uh, when when do you go there and? 
Is it structured? It, it's, it's essentially a nine to five. It's open later on Wednesday nights. Yep. Um, it's in Bridge Street, nine Bridge Street. Yep. Um, and and uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. So we run. Where... We actually run some courses out of there ourselves as well. So okay. we we probably use utilise the space about fifty fifty in terms of that. There's no whilst we're in partnership, we don't constrain uh, each other in terms of the the, the needs of both organisations. It's all about the student and and what the needs are. And we're, we've also got a facility around the corner from there on on what. Street, so we we're at, we're at capacity in that particular facility at yeah. the moment. That's why we're moving to, or we've got a new facility in Princess Highway. But certainly, um, yeah, it's been fantastic for us in terms of being able to run some some classes out of there. As and well. what is interesting is that um, uh, the Federal Education Minister Dan Turn at the moment is doing a study into regional learning centres. Okay. So whether these you know, former Premier Dennis Napthine is heading that study, and I, I don't think it's far away in terms of its final report. Well, Dennis did a lot of work at the vet zoo at Werribee, so he's, he's very aware of the area. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so so it may be. Now, now they're looking specifically in regional um, Australia, um, but it may be that these things, you know, these, these study centres just pop up in, in shopping areas and pop up in yeah, uh, places where it allows students to come together in a safe environment um, uh, where they can use you know, Wi-Fi and internet, et cetera, to, yeah. uh, to continue their studies. I wanted to ask you both about how you found dealing uh, in the city of Wyndham and with the uh, a, the people of the city of Wyndham and the, and the powers that be of the city of Wyndham. Has that been a, an easy process, a, an easy workable process for both organisations? Certainly, from from our perspective, absolutely, um, we've been welcomed um, with open arms from from you know, the support we've had, not only from the community, the schools in the region. So yep. we we deliver vet in schools, which is uh, taking our uh, some of our courses into the schools themselves, or they can come to to our facilities and and learn there. Um, council has been uh, fantastic in terms of you know supporting us in terms of that getting that presence in in there. Um, the economic development team has supported us in terms of what we're trying to do as a strategy. Uh, within Wyndham and, and, and also meeting the needs of Wyndham, I think yep. is the most important. Yep. You know, it is one of the fastest, if not the fastest growing municipality. So, um, you know, there's a clear need for quality uh, education providers in that space. So uh, from our perspective, nothing but, um, you know, the admiration for the support that we've had um, as an institute. And we're exactly the same. We get out into the schools in the city of Wyndham. We were encouraged when we were looking at opening the Learning Centre in 2014 by the uh, economic development area within the city uh, to be involved in it. Uh, Joe's right, it's one of the fastest growing areas in Australia. Um, Someone had said to me that based on current populations, um, Wyndham will rise to to 400,000 in the next couple of decades. Bigger than Canberra, yeah. Which will mean if you combine Wyndham and Meltham, and Melton, they'll they'll have a more people than Adelaide and Canberra. Scary. So that's scary. It's, so so <laughs> having having higher education, um, having vet education, uh, having access to it, and having the players together um, makes a very sensible idea moving forward. Is there anything that you'd like to that you need that would that would help you that would make uh, that would make life a lot easier? For both organisations to to run 
this learning centre and, and, and many others in the area in the future? Um, look, the, the, not not anything that comes to mind. We the, Just the continued support that we've had has yep. been fantastic. So, um, you know, being able to get the permits that we need to, to you know, to, to deliver training in a in a new building, a nine, nine, class 9B, I think it is, or something. I'm not a not an engineer, but it's something like that. Um, look, the support we've had is great. Um, and, you know, especially from the schools as well, um, they've certainly welcomed us. But um, from my perspective, um, I couldn't. I don't think we could ask for more than that. Yep. Um, the council knows that we've been looking at expansion opportunities in in Wyndham, and they've assisted us with um, identifying possible um, locations as well. So that's you know again, as soon as we we call out to, to council, they give us um, they give us the the support that we need. So and then the added bonus for the Gordon is I, we've got a um, a board of uh, a board of directors, and on that sits Kelly Grisby, who's the CEO of um, Wyndham City Council. So, you know, we've got an ear to the CEO as well. And we're the same. And we're the same. I, I yep. sit on the Lead West board yep. um, with Kelly um, and her people have been fantastic in terms of opening doors and, yep. and access. Um, you know, Joe's yeah, moving into a couple of new spaces in terms of his free courses, which have been you know, taken up yep. um, and, and are fantastic. So, uh, no, no, the, the support's been excellent from the city. And uh, organisations involved in putting this podcast together and this series of podcasts are the, the Committee for Wyndham and, and the important role that they play in the, in the area, those sorts of groups. Uh, work well with with you guys as well. Yeah, absolutely. Great advocates, I think, for for education uh, for Wyndham and and Wyndham, you know, general needs as well. So, yeah. um, they, they've been hugely supportive of us as well and welcomed us to to the various committees and so on. So we've been really happy with with what they do for us. You mentioned and, this, uh, and the, we're the same. We're a proud member of the committee for Wyndham, and we work with the committee in terms of advocacy and uh, initiatives to to further sustainable development in Wyndham, but also uh, importantly. Uh, jobs yeah, in Wyndham. Yeah. Um, so working with uh, the members of the of the committee in regard to that. You mentioned how many of the uh, the students are, are local. Uh, is is getting people in from outside the area a, a problem in terms of, uh, you know, public transport's always got question marks and stuff over it, but is is that something that you hear from the from the students and from the, the people who are doing the courses and stuff? I, I think the challenge um, in, in any city really, I guess, is parking and, yep. and being in Watton Street and Bridge Street – um, yeah, it's no different to being in the in the. Or it's probably a little bit more, a little bit different to Melbourne City, but certainly very similar to to Geelong. You're always going to have those parking restrictions. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a busy place, so that's always a challenge. And I don't think anyone's got the answer to how we can figure. Apart from you know using public transport, certainly um, uh, the, the the rail system for us, you know, ha- having been diverted the regional rail link to to uh, Tarnit is probably you know, creates issues. Um, yeah. You know, from students wanting to go back or forth to our other campuses but um, it is what it is at the moment and we need to, to work at, um, at trying to see if we can get parking there. Parking is always an yeah. issue. <laughs> no uh, matter where you are. It doesn't exactly. matter where you are. Yeah. It doesn't matter where exactly. you are. Whether it's our yeah, campus at Burwood or yep. our, our campuses uh, at Warren Ponds and Waterfront. Uh, yes, exactly. Uh, parking's an issue. Yeah. Um, finally, a, a, the message that you would give to the to the people listening to this podcast who might be interested in, in you know, finding out what the, what the learning centre is all about? Joe, I think so. From our from our perspective, um, the Gordon is is an, uh, we feel is an integral um, education member of um, of Wyndham, and we would encourage um, prospective students, um, uh, industry, community.
community to to pop in either to the learning centre or to us to find out what the Gordon is doing and what the Gordon is doing with with Deakin. There are opportunities for everyone in relation to career options and those sorts of things. So I think um, the learning centre provides a, a great opportunity for local residents to see what a TAFE and a, and a vet provider can do together. So yeah. I'd encourage people to, to, to come and visit and have a chat to our staff. And, and we would do exactly the same. Yeah. And, and, and if it ends up being that at the end of the year um, the ATAR score wasn't what you thought it was going to be um, and you're looking at a different pathway to get into Deakin, um, then you can do it through the Gordon or through one of the vet providers. So it's not a matter of you know, um, pulling your hair out and thinking it's you know, um, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Um, you can look at different options. So um, I, I'd agree with Joe if... if, if Students are keen. Um, the learning centre phone number um, is o three five double two seven two double o one. So just give them a call and pop in and have a look at it. Yep. So it is a fantastic facility. Um, the teleconferencing, the um, uh, the mentors that are available, the IT support, the the internet access that you got um, is fantastic, and it's in a main street, so it's wonderful. Yep. And there'll be there'll be a certain amount of students listening to this. I I would hope who are either about to sit there and and get their ATAR scores and all that sort of thing. It's not the end of the world if it's not the you know the best score that you prayed and hoped for and wished that you'd got. Uh, I don't know about Joe, but I didn't get the best score and I got there in the end. So uh, so it, that, that's exactly right, Kevin. Yeah. It's, um, you speak to your careers teachers, um, you, you contact yeah. um, the Gordon, you contact Deacon, um, you explore your options yeah. and and uh, that's exactly right. You just need to communicate with people yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it may um, be shocking when you first see the yeah. result, um, yeah. but then you just work your way through it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So from our perspective, um, we have um, the Skills and Jobs Centre, which focuses on um, assisting students in terms of career choices and those sorts of things. So they can come in and have a chat uh, to any of our staff in relation to that. Um, there's always a, a way and means of getting to the outcome that you want, whether it's a going through VET or through through uh, university or deacon. Yeah. So um, if you come in, we have information sessions all the time, um, especially in the lead up to re-enrolment periods, but um, also our website is a wealth of information as I'm sure Deacon's yeah. is as yeah, well. Exactly the same. And, um, and early and, January is always busy in yeah, terms of yep. you know, flipping around and, and yep. in terms of courses and, and yep. institutions. Yep. Um, and and you know, my advice would be you just talk to as many people yep. um, and your careers teachers um, and people at you know, yep. uh, the Gordon and Deacon. Um, and, and all the details are on our website. Yep. Beautiful. Gentlemen, thank you. Thank you very much. It's been, been very educational for me and for everybody else. <laughs> we'll see you at the Werribee Learning Centre. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. Time. Good Thanks. On. Thanks, Kevin. My thanks to Joe and Michael for their time. Hope you now got an insight into what the Werribee Learning Centre is all about and uh, what part it might play in your future. Of course, it is a partnership between Deakin University and the Gordon Tafe, and we thank them for their valued support of the Talking Wyndham podcast uh, on behalf of the uh, Committee for Wyndham. That's it for this uh, episode. I hope you can join us again uh, for more in the future episodes of uh, Talking Wyndham and, of course, plenty available on our Wooshka page and also on the Committee for Wyndham website page and also on the Facebook page. You can uh, follow the podcast each and every week. Make sure you... Uh, uh, get it each and every week and don't miss it by uh, subscribing to uh, Spotify and iTunes as uh, a couple of ways of uh, getting a hold of the podcast. Till the next time. Thanks for listening. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page. <laughs>